You know it's going to be a good day when in the background you hear the birds chirping. Spring is right around the corner. I think Pong Satoni Phil saw his shadow, which means spring is under six weeks away. I think that happened a, a week or two ago. And luckily, Mayor Bill de Blasio didn't kill the fucking groundhog in Staten Island. Look, the intro here, I, I really, really, really wanted to spend time railing against the tobacco that I'm smoking because I just think it's garbage. Um, which stay tuned in the next few weeks. We're going to be doing a giveaway. Uh, five on the apples. But I, I think I, I think we have to focus on a very serious topic. And that is the rise and fall of the beautiful marriage of Pamela Anderson. The universe has many horrors yet to throw at us. This is not the end of our struggle. This is just the beginning of our crusade to save humanity. In the grim darkness of the 41st millennium, there is only war, there is only dice and pipes. It wouldn't hurt. Oh my god. Oh, are you okay? Oh my god, are you okay? I'm sweating. Oh my don't worry, Barry, we're good. Just fucking staring at us. <laughs> fucking dick. Did you hit record? Oh, whatever we got that? Okay. Yeah, welcome to uh Dyson Pipes Podcast, the Warhammer edition. Uh <laughs> Brian, in an effort to put his headphones on, somehow as he as he stretched them out to put them over his head, they snapped back, and the right earmuff slapped him right in the fucking right eye. And if anybody who listens regularly knows, Brian has been in this epic struggle with his eye doctor to obtain just some sort of looking glass so he can see. One day he'll be able to see. Um, th- not this day, however. Because if he was wearing said glasses, it would have saved him. That would have killed me. What are you talking about? It would have protected nose, your no, eye. No, the nose pillar would have been shoved right in the eyeball. <laughs> right into the brain. Fucking nose pillar. Pillow. Nose pillow. Are you okay? Dude, I don't even know how that fuck it hit me right in the bone where your eyebrow is. How did that happen? I don't know. I don't think they're designed to do that, but somehow you found the engineering flaw. Oh, my God. <laughs> it fucking hurts so much. It hurts so good. How crazy. That's crazy. I've never seen anything like it. I think I have a concussion. Yes. Now I'm wondering if your eye is suffering the same fate as my I, eye I did. I turn this off. I'm fucking sweating. Turn it off. Are you hot? Yes, dude. My fucking bowls are like soaked. Oh, wait. I have one that's pointed right at my nuts. Hold on. It's warming up today. Like I said, spring is in the air. Spring is sprung. Punxsutawney Phil, he was out there fucking around. Probably that poor little groundhog is probably just looking to get laid, and some asshole wearing a tuxedo and a top hat grabs him out of nowhere. It's, you know, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's like separating the children at the border. You know, he thinks he's going to be with his family, and the next thing you know, he's gone. Oh, shit. Gone. That sounds terrible. Thrown in a cage. How did that tradition begin? What, throwing children in cages at the border? No. The, it should happen every day. 
Oh, no. the the groundhog. Yeah. I don't know some fucking asshole. I I need to look it up now. How okay. do you? Okay. Your guess. You're gonna have to spell it correctly. Otherwise, you're gonna have to roll. How do you spell Punxsutawney Phil? No, I go had ahead. The tradition of Groundhog Day. That, that's what I'm talking about. But it's Punxsutawney Phil. But you could just use Groundhog Day. But yeah, but it originates from Punxsutawney Phil. P A U N. You're wrong. X. You're gonna have to drink. There is an X in there. There P- is an X. P U X. P U N. Punks. Punks. P U N K S. P- no. No. P U N X. Like this bit. P U. <laughs> <laughs> so. Punxsutawney Phil goes back to 1887. He's that old. Punxsutawney Phil goes back to 1887. It says, because you know Wikipedia is the source of all information. That's, that's accurate. five years after Columbus sailed the ocean blue. No, it's five years before. 92. He did it on a 92. 1992. Oh. You were there. You could follow us at Dyson Pipes. <laughs> I don't know why you would. Twi- yeah, I don't know. At this point, you're probably turning it off. Um, what are we on? Twitter? Reddit? Subreddit? Instagram. I have a, a very interesting point about Instagram, and it, it kind of ties into what we're smoking and drinking. Ooh. Um, so I am. I'm smoking four roses, not to be confused with three or five, as we've pointed out in the past. Or eight. Could be double the fun, double the pleasure, double the fun. Like double the, mint gum, like the twins. Yep. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The bourbon is amazing. I truly enjoy the Four Roses. This is Four Roses. It is small delicious. Batch. It is. It's quite nice. It's. It's not overly complex. It's an every morning drink. I would wake up and fucking down this in a heartbeat. You know? Like Folgers in your cup. Yeah, especially if I had like an infinite home and that fucking little bastard kept crying. Like I, I would start drinking if I was going to drink scotch at eight in the morning because of a crying baby. This is the one that I would go with. I thought this was bourbon. I'm sorry. What did I say? Scotch. Uh, right, bourbon. Fuck, man, dude. Seriously. On Dyson Pipes. Fuck me. When you fuck up your words, you find yourself in a rolled drink situation. Here on the Warhammer side of things, Fucking Scotch. We are rolling as always five dice mm-hmm. with a difficulty of eleven. It's impossible. No, it's oh. <laughs> Nine. But here we go. Nine. And we failed. Five, ten. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah it's right. only ten. So anyway, this is, uh, it's very smooth. I'm smoking a tobacco that I wouldn't pair with anything outside of my garbage pail. Um, wow. You hate it that much. Dude, I hate it that much. Did you bring anything else? No. So uh, I'm, I'm stuck. I have to suffer. I have to suffer. Do you want my one cute? No, that's probably just as bad. It's so dry. So dry. Dry. Uh, this is that warped cloud hopper. And I hate to shit on it because it seems like it would be such a cool idea, right? You take a, a tobacco company in Cornell and Deal. You kind of put them in a room with a cigar company. Cornell and Deal generally has pretty solid tobaccos. I would put them like a step below like GLPs in overall quality of tobacco. Um, so you take some good Cornell and Deal tobacco and you mix in a little cigar leaf which I've been known to dabble occasionally with a with a fine cigar. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you think it would be nice. And I, just for some reason, dude, I cannot, I can't deal with the mix. Nothing is more disheartening 
than when a tobacco with a really cool name is terrible. Yeah, like, and and that just goes to show you how important marketing is. And now I'm I'm now I have to go back and watch. Uh, what's that fucking show with Dom Draper? What's that fucking show? Mad Men. Mad Men. Thank you. I was gonna say Price is Right, but that's Drew Carey. Yeah, that's or Bob Barker, or RuPaul. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Stop. No, that's 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 not Price is Right. So what brings me to my Instagram point is last night I was drinking at home. I was trying to think of a good combination of you okay? Yeah. I was trying to think of a good combination of what we should drink and smoke today. Right? And then I was gonna talk with Michael and I was gonna talk with fucking Clyde and, and see what their thoughts were. And they fucked me because they went completely against what my recommendation was, because pff, what do I know? Um I drank Monkey shoulder. Ooh. And I smoked penny farthing. Ah. And it was incredible. One of my favorite pairings so far. Wow. Yeah. It was really good. And then I got wasted in my basement and I almost couldn't make it up the stairs. Is that why we're in such a dour mood today? Yeah. Not I'm, dour. I'm a little hungover. That's you're, all it is. You're off for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little hungover. The uh the D D campaign that we recorded prior to doing this uh was was very intense. You fucking blew my mind. I wasn't sure what the fuck I should do. I thought I was gonna like walk into a death trap. It's it's been very it's been a very somber morning so far. Yeah. So and I'm trying to put myself in character with what's going on with Harrison and, and his family. So, you know, I'm just a little little dour. Yeah, a little little dour. But I'm I'm fine. I'll be good. I'll okay. Oh, uh, what are you drinking? What are you smoking over there? Uh, I have two roses and I have some two two roses. I have one rose and one cue. Interesting. Well, there was four roses, but I only poured half of it, so that's two roses. Ah. And I drank half of what I had. So, addition through subtraction. You're down to one rose. One you got to visualize the mountain and then climb it. That's Overcome right. your fears. Power perceived is power achieved. And that's right. What great responsibility has amazing power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what Uncle Ted told. Ted Bundy? No, no, no. Uncle Ted. Whoa, Bundy. Told Paul Parker. Peter? Yeah. Right. Anyway. Bone saws ready. We have some good gameplay for you. I'm trying to think of where we are in the campaign. No idea. Because we rebuilt our stash of gameplay. So I have no idea what's coming up. Yeah, I don't know what's coming up. But I'm sure it's good because everything leading up to where we left off is pretty solid. Um, But I I do have to, and I think it's very important that we get to uh, the topic that was brought up at the uh, the lead into the show. Oh. Which brings us to our toast. So I'd like everybody out there to uh, to raise their glass. And I want everybody to both be excited for and then upset by the marriage and subsequent soon-to-be divorce of Pamela Anderson. Who? Pamela Anderson. Barbed wire? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Baywatch. Not Baywatch. Baywatch. Fuck you. Yep. Five dice. Deanna 10. See you drinking. What are you even rolling? I'm not going to beat it. <laughs> even even rolling those die, you probably can't even get 10. <laughs> that was pretty good. Let's see. What'd, what'd you get on the, on the fucking... On your wrath, that's probably the most important. Which one's okay. the wrath? The, the the actual one six sided die that you rolled. <laughs> okay, so I got one success there. On the mm-hmm. on the twenty, I got an eight. 
So that would be a, a success. Yeah, but you failed. Because um, you needed a six be, on your wrath in order to make it. I got a failure there. Yep. Mm-hmm. I got a 60. Oh, that, that helps. worth 10 points. Good. good. I could shift. <laughs> I'll fucking shift. <laughs> this is a very sad time in America. Why is it that we find the need as people? Like, why do we have to consume the bullshit that's fed to us about the lifestyles of rich and famous people? Lifestyles of the rich and famous. Yes. I'm Robin Lynch. Robin Lynch. Look at this crib. So massive. He was the inventor of cribs. The plane, boss. The plane. No, I don't that think. Guy? No, no, no. He wasn't. Was that tattoo from Fenzion? No, no, no. Not him. What I want to know is why are we so obsessed with this fucking like this? Well, this who's culture? obsessed? Uh, dude, a I'm lot not, of people. I didn't even know Pamela Anderson was still alive. Yeah, dude. I thought she had that fucking Hep C and yeah, she sank with the ship down. that she fucked on. <laughs> That's right. Wow, very good, very good. I want to know. Because it's not just, this is not the first time. There are magazines upon magazines upon magazines and shows and movies and documentaries and fucking news reports on everything famous and it's just rammed down your throat. Like, why do I fucking care about her 12-day marriage? Well, I'll throw this out there. Now this is twice that you've brought pop culture to the show. I, I think it's it's relevant. And both times, I had no idea what you were talking about. So this is good. So you're my target. I'm trying to educate you on hating this shit. But you're the one who's consuming it. Obviously, I'm not. I'm not consuming it. I'm the one who actually taps into reality. So where you live in the West Cabin. Yes. And remove yourself from all things. What the fuck? You good? Yeah. A little loosey-goosey. Oh, okay. I fixed okay, it. Nice. Brian had to fix his microphone. Dude, it, it just it it's it's constant because I'm a I'm a big fan of reading the news. Right. But I want like real news. I want what's going on in the world that's relevant to the world. Pamela Anderson getting a divorce after twelve days is not relevant to the world. What okay? news outlet did you find that on? Uh this one um it's it's all over. It was on the Daily News, it was on the New York Post, it was on every Page conservative six. and yeah, yeah, it's page six on the. But post. I don't read page six. Neither do I. I read five and seven. I don't. I don't look. I don't read page six but either. But you do because you, you're no, finding this. No, I don't because it's on the home screen of the post. It was on the home screen of the Daily News when it first happened. It was. I look at the news mm-hmm. three times a day usually. Okay. I had no idea any of this was happening. I didn't know about uh, what would you call it? Brexit. Brexit. Not uh, no. Megxit. Megxit. I yes. had no idea. So I think you're seeking this out to be annoyed. That's what I th- I'm calling you out. So you think I purposely go out of my way to find stuff that annoys me. Yes. <laughs> and then bring it up on the show. Yes, I do. As though this is some sort of therapy for me. This is where I have to outlet my anger when I find stuff like this. Do you watch E.T.? No. <laughs> no. No. No, I don't. What about Talk Soup? I used to. What's that show about? I would watched it. It, it it would give you a a funny spin on like reality cult like like real live, like road rules cultural, road rules what that MTV fucking yeah, reality, no 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 this was almost like uh like Tosh two mm. it was Tosh two before Tosh, 
where you would have this fucking douchebag kind of standing up there and they would have a screen and he would go over shit that was going on on like real like reality TV type things and then he would shit talk it. I got you. Yeah, that was talk suit. But the point is that we have networks dedicated to and and TV shows dedicated to and magazines and books and all this other nonsense, websites dedicated to. Like how many people, it's staggering how many people care about this shit. And not like me where I see it and I get aggravated and angry and I want to go on a fucking spree. No, this is, <laughs> this is like people look at this, I'm sure, and go, oh my God, she's getting divorced. Oh my God. Harvey, <laughs> yes. can you believe it again? Oh, my God. 12 days. Oh, my God. Yeah, 12 days. So now the guy, I actually give this guy credit. He was some fucking producer. I think he did uh, Batman Superman Returns. Um, This guy, John Peters. Yeah, John Peters. So th- they've known each other for decades. Okay. They've been friends. In- amazingly, instantly they fall in love. While she has $200,000 worth of debt, mm. they get together, they get engaged, they get married, he pays off her 200000 in debt, and she goes, nah, I don't think this marriage is working out, you fucking whore. Maybe it was a test. If, he, if this motherfucker just pays off all my bills, mm-hmm. that shows that he doesn't want me to lift myself up by the bootstraps. Oh, that's what it is. She so was you, testing him. And because he paid, he failed. Exactly. So now she's going to get divorced, rack up another 200000 in debt, and find the, next, the guy. next guy. Just keep going until she finds Mr. Right. right. So if Pam Anderson ever comes up to you mm-hmm. asking you to get married, just don't pay her bills. Just fuck her. It, it, financially. Oh, I was about to say, because physically, I don't, I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want hep C. Is that communicable? With her, I'm sure everything is communicable. What kind of medication would you take for that? Where, where do you get it? Is that the type of disease that crawls all over your nutsack? Like, what is Hep yeah, C? I, I think so. So it's like it's like crabs. Is, I always get confused. Is C worse than A? Well, well I because think, A is like the first of the alphabet. That's like the bad one. Like, oh fuck, you got A. Oh, I was thinking. I'd the rather have you hepatitis Q. You know, because that's like basically you sneeze. Oh, I thought the further you progress in the alphabet, I was. It could it could be either one. I don't know. Which one is what? You know what? Just shoot for a hep B. Go, go right in the middle. Go right in the middle of the road. Hedge your bets. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, watch it confuse everybody, and that's the worst one. <clears throat> anyway, I I have a problem. I, I don't know what's funnier: the fact that people give a fuck about it, or the fact that the marriage lasted twelve days, or the fact that the guy came out and said, "Yeah, she's a whore, and she's just think, in it for my money." Do you think they uh, had sexy time? Of course they did. All right, so we got something out of it. Yeah, well, first of all, you knew it was for the money because he's like fucking 30 years older than her. He's 22 years older than her. 22 years older. Well, how old Just is she? Just let that sink in. She's 52. He's 74. Uh, so they probably didn't even fuck. He probably no, is his people parts probably don't work. His in- incontinent, right? Take a shitload of Viagra. Yeah. Incontinent means I think you shit yourself. He's probably that too. He, he he's incontinent be. and incompetent and, and incoherent. A, and a, a continent. He's all the inks. He's Asia, can't read, and shits himself. But she wanted him. I fucking, I hate the term Eurasia, by the way. How many people do you think refer to that part of the world as Eurasia? Hopefully none of them. Yeah, I think nobody. Because if they refer to it as Eurasia, hopefully the map they're looking at 
is made of buckshot <laughs> coming towards their face at like 1200 feet per second so where did they get married where was the where was the ceremony being held i don't know i didn't i didn't really go that far oh. into it maybe it was on the same boat that she was getting dicked by tommy Lee or Tommy Jones or whatever the fuck. Or Tommy guy. Lee Jones. Maybe she was getting fucked by Tommy Lee Jones on the set of Volcano. <laughs> but not Dante's Peak, the superior movie. Who was that? Piers Bronson. Yeah. He's a horrible actor. Yes. Probably the worst Bond. It was James Bond and um, the chick from Terminator. Uh, Sarah Connors. Uh, nailed it. Linda Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, either one. Okay. All right, so we don't know where the... What, where, did they register? Uh, some Bed Bath Dude, and Beyond. Uh, sure. No, I don't know. If you were marrying Pamela Anderson, oh, okay. just throwing this out there, what would you register for? Condoms. <laughs> I would register for one of those little gizmos where you pour the change into it and it automatically sifts through them and puts all the quarters in one stack and all the dimes in another stack because you're going to start, you know, she's always in debt. Got to pay the bills. Also, yeah. oh, is that the one where you take like the paper sleeves and you put it in, and yep. it actually fills the sleeves, yeah. and then so you, you can bring tap it to the off. bank? How convenient! Anything juicy? No. Oh. One of my author friends. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah you have I? you have author friends. Yeah, that listen to the show. Yes, and they're also friends. Oh, okay. One of your author friends likes to shit on me, which I find very entertaining. <laughs> Because I'm convinced he doesn't know what he's talking about. Oh, shit. Well, Shots fired. I'm starting that war. What, what, is, what is happening? I don't know. But I think one of your, your fancy author friends was talking shit about my dog. I don't think he liked my dog's name. He said that the fucking world stopped spinning, I think, when he found out that my dog's name was Kaiser Soze. A baseball player. No, a Hungarian murderer. Oh. Speaking of which. Yes. Soze did murder something recently. Fuck, yes, he did. Oh, shit, I forgot that that was this week. So let me let me paint the picture. Uh, we live in the woods. Um, <clears throat> so there was a lot of construction in my uh, in my neighborhood that's, that's finally coming to its conclusion. You know, it's been cold, snowy, rainy. So the little field mice are trying to, uh, to find a, a safe little home. Well, long story short, one of them finds their way into my house. There was a section of my garage that I guess they never put like uh, like foam to block anything from getting inside. So a mouse had found that tiny little fucking spot, makes his way in, ends up in the walls of my house. Somehow gets out of the wall. There's a little area. Um, there's a little area when you go down into my basement, a tiny little corner that the mouse ends up getting out of, finds his way in my uh, in my living room. I release fucking Soze and like the Hungarian murderer that he is, he tracks down this fucking mouse and proceeds to shred his fucking little body apart, puncturing his skin and sucking his insides out as though he was like drawing it with a straw. Yeah, that was great. He was not happy with me when I took the mouse away from him. Not happy. Like he was going after me. Not happy. And my dog is a little piece of shit. He's only like fucking 10 pounds. You know, very aggressive. So now he's got the taste for blood. It's that bloodlust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the other day I went to sleep and I woke up and I just saw him sitting at the edge of my bed just staring at me as though he wanted to go after my throat. Did he? No, I woke up in the nick of time. Reminds me of my parrot, Bushka. Say that one more time. My, the parrot that I used to have, Bushka. You had a parrot named Bushka? Yeah, Blue Tail Macaw. All right, please. 
It hated me. It was actually my roommate's parrot. Okay. And I... Why did you just raise your hand to make a fist? I punched him in the face once. You... <laughs> You 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 punched a blue tail macaw, right in the, right in the fucking right, nose, right in the kisser. <laughs> Why? Because he tried to eat me. Okay, let's just let's just take pause for a moment here. The parrot was in a cage. Okay, so he learned how to open his own cage. Oh right. And the first encounter, my roommate said, "Whatever you do." Don't move. And out of the corner of my eye, I see a beak coming into view, and it's slowly opening and getting closer to my face. So I jump up and dive out of the way, and it takes flight after me, flies over my head, and lands in the hallway, and turns around, and just starts doing the the parrot dance. Yes. So that was incident number one. He's flexing on you. Yeah. Okay. Incident number two, I wake up and I hear... What the fuck is that noise? Yeah, yeah. I get up out of bed, put my shits on. I'm like, what is that? And I'm walking around my room. I'm like, I'm looking, listening to the walls. I open the door, and there's Bushka on the hallway floor, sharpening his beak right at my door, staring at me. With like a shiv? No, like, no, no. Like They grind their beak to sharpen it. Oh, okay. So he's fucking, I thought he made like a prison shiv. No, no, no. He's making, he's making trets on me. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So finally, one day, I had to feed him, and I go to give this motherfucker his food, and he goes to bite me, and like they could break fingers with their fucking beaks. Right. So he went to go bite me. I cocked back and just gave him a right hook <laughs> right in the face, and he <laughs> fell to the ground. I covered his cage back up with a blanket and just walked, <laughs> everything's fine here. He survived. All right. Well, that's probably good for you. Did that bird ever fuck with you afterwards? Uh, no. Yeah, of course life. not. You punched him in the fucking face. But he played mind games with me. In, in what way? He would imitate the phone ring. Oh, I like this bird. And I would come out to answer the phone. It wasn't the phone, it was him. And he would just sit there doing his dance, breaking uh, my balls. Oh, uh, he wouldn't talk to you afterwards? Like, ah, fuck you. No. No. He did, did have he, a couple- Did he talk? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I thought the macaws, I thought they talk. They do. What would he say? Uh, <laughs> he said all kinds of things. Like what? Yes. What, what would he say? stuff what did you train him to say i didn't personally train him because i hated him he just would pick, pick up, up on things that i said right like uh, an example uh, you know <laughs> no no I'm, I'm 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 i don't know he would say words that were very naughty i see i see so you you weren't teaching him the finer things in life uh, but it's no. weird that I had a dog named Soze. You had a macaw that you punched in the face. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> And with that, let's uh, let's get to some gameplay. <laughs> wow! <laughs> All right, enjoy. We'll see you on the other side. Warning, the following gameplay includes scenes of extreme violence and gore. Listener discretion is advised. After copious amounts of technical difficulties, here we are, back in the 41st millennium, where everything 
is a technical difficulty. We re- we are recording this gameplay session uh, successfully with a complication. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and now my mind is blown with this article that I'm reading, but I'm not even going to get to it. That's fucking terrible. Sorry to do uh, that to you. That's terrible. We're playing Warhammer. Good. And we know we were playing Warhammer for a few reasons. One, there's a Warhammer screen in front of me. Yes. Two, I have Sir Reginald, the Servo Skull Meerschaum pipe. And three, I have a box full of 30 six-sided die. Perfect. And we will use all of them. Good. You have a Wrath dice, correct? I have two. Excellent. Just in case. Uh, it's the beginning of the session. Uh, what are you smoking? I have some 7 Ellie de Blown de Oro Ooh. in my 7 Ellie regimental pipe. This little bulldog. How about you? One Q. Blast from the past. That one Q has to be, I mean, granted, it probably didn't age much. Well, actually, it might have, but that that that, uh, that one Q is probably over two years old. Right? Got to be two years old. I would say so. I want to say the first tobacco that we ordered, and I would have to go back and check my records, but I think the first tobacco that we ordered was in February of 2018. Whew. Now I have like 100 pounds of it at home. Back in the infancy of the... Storied Dice of Pipes yes. program. So, uh, you are with Grell and Zabanya on your way to the Inquisitorial Black Ship. Uh, seemingly to procure your ship. You're on like this little transport ship leaving uh, Athuna. Or Ithuna. Ithuna? Athuna. Eh. Either way. Whatever. Uh, you also have X51, your trusty sidekick with you, uh, who is with you at all times. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing going back to the black ship? I don't think we ever actually talked about why you made the decision to go back. Well, I guess the reason, the, the mission here was to find the uh, the astropath, right? Yes. So we're, we're, we're starting to get to the end of uh, the, the assembly of my crew. So I think there's one missing piece that maybe can go... Like, it's not... It, I would think Bannon views it. Obviously, he's never put together a crew before for uh, for running a ship on behalf of an Inquisitor. But I would think if there's one thing that we can kind of do without in hopes that missions go smoothly is we can do without a surgeon. Right. So maybe along the way, we can pick one up. Now, remind me. I know we had uh, a time to name your ship, but I'm not sure if we did or I not. I don't think I did. You had a couple of ideas that you were kicking around, but you didn't commit to anything. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think anything's solid so far. Okay. It might be one of those things that, it, like, it, through battle, it might come to me. Okay. So right now, the ship is going to remain unnamed. Correct, because I think the original idea was to name it Genevieve. Right. You know the SS Genevieve. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what originally I was floating. Which I, I, I think I'm, I think I'm still leaning towards that. But we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll let uh. We'll let things kind of marry together. Okay. We got to see how the crew acts. Because that might... This is, I think, the definition of a motley crew. This crew is a fucking... It's a train wreck. Real quick, let's go through it. So we have Viceroy, who's the pilot. Correct. Uh, And he unabashedly is Murdoch from the A-Team. Yes. That is who I picture and what I picture. Doing ridiculous unnecessary stunts in the helicopter for no reason other than he can. Yeah, he's just like a show-off. Yeah. Um, the last time you flew with him, there were actually ballistic missiles inbound to you, 
and he's so sick in the head that he knows the calculation of the drop rate of the missiles and did not even try to attempt to avoid them, knowing that the missiles would miss. Right. Just that's, to make everybody on the ship nervous. Yeah. That, that's, and that's the way I picture that. Exactly. Uh, now, you may not know that as a character yet. Right. Or maybe you're starting to kind of, or maybe that's a theory that you're working with. All right. So if I had to independently go through what I feel everybody is about, Viceroy, I think, is suicidal. Which okay. is never a characteristic to have as a pilot. <laughs> so in the back in the back of Bannon's mind, he might think, um, "I may need to find a new pilot before Viceroy kills everybody." Okay. Uh, then you have your basically like your chief engineer, and that's our good buddy Boots, mm. an orc who the Inquisitor is not happy about, uh, but. He has proven aptitude, and he's very brave. Yes. Uh, he stuck his neck out for me, you know, on a couple of occasions. Right. So I, I have blind faith in Boots. Yeah. And like Boots strikes me as the kind of orc. He was probably a freebooter, uh, and he probably is not very well liked amongst the other orcs, if I had to wager a guess. Okay. He seems more interested in tinkering than he does with conducting a wah. Uh, yes. Uh, and then we have uh, your tech priest, uh, Cyrus. Yeah, yeah. Cyrus. If there is anybody who is bland and boring in this crew, it would be Cyrus. You know, it's probably the guy who likes to, like, nerd out in the corner. Yes. You know? With all of his arms. Yeah. Like Dr. Octopus just fucking conducting wild experiments yeah. for no reason other than he had a question about something. There you go. That's fair. Uh, he's like the 41st millennium version of... Googling everything. Rather than Googling it, he's going to like, oh, I wonder why frogs hop as high as they do. Let's cut their legs open and test their mus- mus- muscular vis- viscosity. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, now you have Grell, uh, who is Insane. your... <laughs> Insane. Is your gunner, basically. Yeah. Uh, and your muscle. And he also is ravaged by insanity. Um, of a different kind, I would think. I think he just has an uncontrollable bloodlust. Uh, that's fair to say. And I would think this this trek back to the mothership um, is it, it probably makes Bannon nervous because he doesn't know what to accept. Like these are very colorful characters that he's bringing back, right? And the Inquisitor doesn't seem like a very colorful. No, guy. no. He he seems like he's a bit about just business. Correct, which I, I would believe that Bannon's hope is that it, like Bannon is trying to put together this crew as fast as possible in order to carry out the will of the right. Inquisitor. So as opposed to let's spend time vetting people and, and turn this into a year, two, three, five year long process. Look, we're going to expedite the crew right. development because in Bannon's mind, he's thinking he's, he's the conduit through which the Inquisitor acts. So who gives a fuck about the rest of the people on the ship as long as the mission right. gets carried out. And now we have your new astropath, who is a psyker who has admittedly a significant anger problem. Yes. Who, Bannon's fear is that she is very attractive and nothing is going to get done on my show. <laughs> and then we have all the bits and bobbles of the other people uh, always typing away on computers and cogitators and just making the, the machine work. Right. Uh, and these are all people that basically through one way or another have no other function on the inquisitorial ship so they're kind of like the rejects okay which is a perfect filler for the rest of your crew 
Yeah. I can only imagine what we're going to get with a surgeon. It might as well Jack just follow Kevorkian. suit. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> Mengele. Ooh, you broke your hand? Well, we could fix your hand. Mm. Or rather than living with a tremble in your hand, I could just kill you. <laughs> Maybe you'll find a Tau. A Tau surgeon. That would be all. That just repairs you for the greater good. <laughs> so uh, as you're on this ship... Uh, your long-range Voxcaster goes off with a encrypted inquisitorial message. So this is not a live communique. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a transmission coming into your transport ship. Oh, not like a recorded transmission. Right. Correct. <clears throat> so I'll hit accept. Gopher Bannon. Hey, what's going on? His boots. You hear through the crackling of the. It's an encrypted inquisitorial. Yeah, it's, it's, it, oh, it's coming from the yes. ship, not necessarily from the inquisitor. Correct. Okay. Uh, boots, yes. Hey, just want to let you know your ship is ready to go. Excellent. We're on our way back. All right. Uh, so a couple things about the ship. Uh, she's real fast. I mean, she's real fast. All right. Well, this is good. Uh problem is I don't like problems boots I don't either but I, I got a good work around here's here's the deal uh, the thrust engines absorb so much energy from the core reactor that when we travel at full speed we have no shields or guns uh, I'm sorry you're gonna have to repeat that I think the Voxcaster was cutting in and out you oh okay say- yeah if we go at full speed you see, we have no shields or guns, so we have to make a choice. We can either go fast, nimbly, bimbly, or we got to go slow and shoot the shit out of something. What I would recommend uh, is the next time we're on some kind of forge world, maybe, or some kind of civilized place, uh, we find some kind of long-range sensor system so that way we know if there's a problem coming and we can slow down and turn on the guns. You know what I mean? Fair assessment. Well, good thing we uh, we learned of this sooner rather than later. Yeah, I, I, that's why I wanted to let you know before you got back here in case uh, you want to make a pit stop on the way. All right. Well, appreciate it. I'll let you know. Hope to see you soon. All right. And we're going to continue. Yeah, I, I hit the red button to hang up on Boots. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we're heading back to uh, the Inquisitorial ship. All right, so after, uh, I would say it takes maybe like an hour and a half, two hours of space travel uh, to get to the gothic and uh, tremendous black ship. When you get to the hangar bay, uh, there's a couple of acolytes uh, waiting for you. They flag you in, help you land. They uh, they whisk off your members to the confessor, Grell and uh, this psyker. Uh, Acolyte the Inquisitor wishes an audience with you uh, immediately. Thank you. And whatever direction I'm pointed in, that's the okay. direction that I head in. So he is in the uh, forward library. It's, uh, it's basically like a tremendous archive of Imperial records and things of that nature. And it's where the Inquisitor goes to kind of let his hair down and relax. 
So uh, when you walk in, he motions for you to sit down next to him, which I do. I trust uh, the acquisition of your crew is going well. Uh, one short, but I believe we'll be able to function without that piece. Very good. Uh, this is the map of our star system in the Angelus sector. See this little planet here? And he points to like this uh, smaller planet that's kind of behind Athuna. Okay. This is Enoch. This is a very important world. Uh, it's responsible for food production of this entire system. It's very rich in uh, a protein-infused soil that they use to create slurries for MREs and things of that nature for the Astro Militarum. Also on this planet is a, sanitar- a sanatorium, uh, a very renowned hospital. Presently, adept Ichabod Palmer is checked into this hospital. I would like this adept to join your crew. He's a very skilled marksman. Unfortunately, during his last assignment, he suffered a gut wound that's being tended to in this hospital. I'd like you to go and see the progress that they are making and possibly bring Adept Palmer back to the ship and repurpose him onto your ship. We'll head out immediately. Thank you. Uh, Something to report, and Bannon will go ahead and explain to him what happened on Athuna with the Necrons and the artifact that was uh, discovered. So you're talking about, like, the the Xenotech, the the Necrons? Yeah, so basically he'll explain how in in an effort to secure this astropath, uh, he had come across a uh, a contingent of the Astro Militarum and the Space Marines that were in this battle with these skeletal beings that obviously Bannon comes to learn that they're Necrons, something he had never seen before, maybe heard of, but never seen before. Uh, and in the process of doing so, the, the captain who has now perished had informed uh, Bannon about this uh, the Xenotech, this artifact that was uh, that was discovered on this planet. Would you tell him that you ask to be made aware when they go in to retrieve this artifact? Yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. Okay. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I, I tell him everything. Okay. So he uh, he mulls it over for a moment, and. Um, I admire your thirst for knowledge. However, I believe this task would be better assigned to the Ordo Xenos. However, if a time comes where you can inspect this technology, I think it would be beneficial to our decree as well. But uh, I would direct you to Cornelius Derisa. He is a, an inquisitor from the Ordo Xenos that operates somewhere in this segmentum of the galaxy. I will send word to him as well, but be prepared to receive a communication from him, possibly with further questions. These these skeletal beings that you speak of unfortunately fall outside of my purview. Uh, anything with Xenos, I would, I would recommend discussing with him. Understood. But while we're in this sector, if, if there's anything that we can extrapolate from that artifact... I don't see a problem with that. Yes, sir. If there's nothing else, I would like to gather my crew and 
and head <clears throat> and head out as soon as possible to Enoch. Yes, uh, I will let you know that the ship's confessor has cleared all of your crew. I do understand that necessity often makes for strange bedfellows, but I hope you understand that this entire crew that you've assembled is expendable. I never thought anything otherwise. All right, may the Emperor protect. Same to you. All right. Um, are we stopping at any weapons vendors? Uh, any wounds or shock uh, would be refilled. <clears throat> Jen just texted me. I heard part of your retro and setting up this bullshit theory on me and Barry. There are so many reasons why your theory sucks, but I'll just state a very big one. Exclamation point. First, he is a fucking buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some credit. <laughs> That's a little harsh for yeah. the old fella. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. He is uh, a buffoon. He, he is. He is. All right, let me mute my phone. So I think the most hated member of our staff. Yes, and the one that does the least amount of work. I don't think there's a need, at least for myself. Uh, 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 Bannon doesn't find a need to have to stop it in armor. Uh, I don't think he got shot up that much in the last uh, little skirmish that he was uh, involved in on the Thuna. I think it went down to two wounds. <laughs> Did I? I think so. Uh, uh, you know why? I guess I reset it beforehand. Okay. So I was just uh, perfect. Uh, all right, so maybe a quick pit stop just to kind of repair any uh, polish up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Any holes in the armor? Right, right, right. Make yourself look presentable. Of course. Okay. All right, so we get to the hangar bay, and here is your ship, the unnamed ship, and you see most of your newly formed crew. Uh, the important ones. Grell and, and Boots and whatever along with uh, a menagerie of the unnamed masses that are just loading things into the ship, fueling it up. I view them as um, um, they're just necessary to the overall operation yes. of the ship. Okay. So how many people does the ship have uh, I'm sorry, how many people does the ship need to operate? Like these Non-essential personnel. I would personnel. say under a hundred, somewhere near a hundred. All right, so it's a it's quite a large ship. Yeah, it's a, it's about three hundred meters long. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a larger. Okay, that's fucking tremendous. Yeah. Okay. Um, Nothing like you know, like the the Inquisitorial black ship is a few kilometers. Uh, of course. Yeah. So while it's big, it's one of the bigger ships in the bay. Um, it requires, you know. I would say 60, 75 people All right. in addition to your main bridge crew. Right. Okay. Uh, so once my, um, you know, I'll call for my main crew to assemble, I guess, on the bridge. And uh, Bannon will give them four hours. So as his crew assembles, he lets them know uh, four hours until launch. Okay. So whatever necessities or arrangements you feel as though you must make, be back on this bridge by four hours from now. Okay. 
Uh, are you going to do anything in this four hours, or are you going to acquaint <clears throat> yourself a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to kind of like just take it all in because. Look, th- this is a guy who was on a fucking shithole planet not long ago, you know, fighting fucking slug belly in a mine. Right. And um, I-, I almost view it, not that I'm a big Star Trek fan myself, but like I almost view it like the bridge is set up similar to Star Trek, right? So that they're like th- these people that work on the ship that you never see this like, you know, they're, they're just in the ship doing their own thing. And then you have the, the main crew of the ship in this one area. So... I picture there's like a, a seat that's like the captain's chair. Yes. Right. So I, I guess I guess Bannon will kind of sink into that chair. Almost so like Game it's, of Thrones. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's it's more of a throne than it is a chair. Um, not quite as majestic as uh, the Inquisitor's throne, but it, it's a high back, emblazoned with uh, imperial icon iconography, iconography. Sure. Yeah. Uh, a couple of skulls here or there. Very 41st millennium. Uh, it is not very bright. And, and like when I picture like Star Trek bridges, I picture just the color white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is... I like, picture more like black and red. It's like metal grating on the floor. Yeah. Semi-rusted. Uh, canals for random fluids to just openly uh, meander through the under under bridge. Uh, gas lines, maybe, or, or coolants, or something of that nature. Uh, and then several cogitators flanking on the left and right of this throne. Towards the front, where the viewing screen is, to the front right would be the astropath, and where she would basically conduct her duties. Uh, in the very front below you, almost at the nose of the ship, would be Viceroy. And he has all kinds of controls and throttles and things of that nature uh, to actually pilot the ship. And other than Viceroy and uh, Zabania, there's really nobody else on this bridge except for the nameless people that are just typing away on cogitators and doing calculations and things of that nature. Okay. Boots would probably be walking with his crew, making sure things are plugged in and tightened and working properly. Grell. Grell may be hanging out with you or maybe in the weapons batteries making sure things are loaded or, you know, Grell's not really necessary unless there's an attack. Uh, And Cyrus would be probably in some kind of lab towards the stern of the ship. Um doing whatever the hell it is okay. that Cyrus does. Right. So during these four hours, I guess Bannon will just, again, get acclimated to the bridge, um, understand like what controls are at his fingertips while sitting in his chair. And he'll start to do whatever research he can using X-5-1 on this planet of Epoch. Enoch. Just, Enoch, I'm sorry. What did I say Epoch? <clears throat> Ewok. Um, e- the Ewok Utini. planet. <laughs> Um, he's going to ascertain like where exactly this adept is so then that way when everybody's gathered together he can give the uh, the command to Viceroy look this is where we're headed these are the coordinates you know set a course okay so uh, you probably have some kind of mission briefing on a cogitator or a lexicon uh, that you can read and 
uh, Adept Palmer is located in uh, St. Deplorus Sanatorium. Sanitarium. I don't know why I keep saying sanitarium. Not sanitation. St. Deploritus Sanitarium. Which is not too far from the landing pad where you are registered to land. Okay. So, we're going? Yeah, once everybody comes back, yes. Okay. Set a course and we're on our way. So your trip there is fairly uneventful. Um, the ship is holding well. No no issues with the ship. Whatever Boots did, he did it well. Uh, after several hours of travel, you eventually enter the atmosphere of Enoch. And uh, as you come through the atmosphere, through the clouds, and descending toward the landing pad, uh, you just see miles and miles of large granaries mm. and distribution centers. It also has a hive of people to work. Uh, and then you see like a tram or a, a maglev train that takes you right to the sanitarium. Now, when you land, are you going alone or are you bringing anybody with you? I bring Krell. Okay. I think Bannon's going to start to view him almost like as his... Uh, Battle buddy? Yeah, almost like a bodyguard, you know, kind of a thing. Not like I need a bodyguard, but it, just to give the impression that... Like, I don't know. I don't want Bannon to... I, I don't want the character to seem as though like it's getting to his head that he's this, you know, acolyte of the Inquisitor. But I feel as though with what he's wearing... You know, he has inquisitorial markings on, on his robe. I feel twofold. Number one, he should exude some, like, level of importance, right? And number two, it, it, it I, I feel like somebody should kind of tag along with him to kind of give the impression that he is maybe more important than what he actually is. Especially on... Someone was just, like, slow crawling in the streets like a red SUV on your left um, I don't know I, I feel like he should give uh, like the impression that he's maybe more important than what he is maybe you know have Grell as like this silent bodyguard even though I can't imagine Grell being silent uh, especially on a mission like this like this is direct from the Inquisitor so you know okay I'll, I'll bring somebody like a right hand man so to speak um, would you have Grell with this huge auto cannon? I'm not going to tell Grell what to, what to bring. He can equip himself however he sees fit. Okay. So unless Basically, Bannon trusts his judgment. Okay. Uh, unless otherwise, I'm going to trust his judgment to bring whatever. You know, I, I don't think this is really a mission of diplomacy, you know. I, I'd rather him be fully equipped. So in the event this turns into, uh, like, a, a mission of persuasion, I'd, I'd rather him be fully prepared. Okay. To assist with intimidation rather than persuasion. Exactly. I got you. All right. Uh, so you're on this maglev train, and sure enough, after uh, just a little bit of travel, you find yourself at the entrance of uh, St. Deplortus Sanitarium. Uh, it's basically uh, like a regular medical facility, like a hospital in the okay. 41st uh, millennium. Uh, it's got multiple buildings. It's almost like a campus. Uh, 
and each of the buildings has its own wing. It's a white marble building with uh, bright blue veins running through it, all engraved with imperial logos and, and the double wings, the eagles, and insignias. I take it on the ship, there is like a, uh, there's a designated sick bay for a surgeon to work in. On the ship? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So you walk through this like arched giant doorway. It's got big uh, like cathedral ceilings, lots of candles uh, lit, and the sunlight coming through if you were to look up, you realize that it's a very intricate, like, uh, stained glass window look uh, with sun changing, like the sun rays almost changing color as it peers through the different colored of the, uh, colors of the stained glass. So you're walking uh, toward, like, the reception desk. Give me an awareness test. Difficulty one. Sorry, I was having a problem. wasn't burning right. I packed it down too much. And then poke I poke a little air hole? Yeah, I tried to poke an air hole, but I think I poked it like too close to the uh, like that intake, like the, the, the fucking the air hole inside the bowl. And I just kept like it kept going out number one. And number two was like all fucking ash. It kept like falling, I guess, down that hole that I pulled. Uh, would you say awareness? Yeah. Difficulty one. Uh, I passed. I can shift one, but I have a complication. This is like the same fucking roll I made when I landed on Athuna. It's the same exact thing. I passed with a complication. Okay. Um, so as you're walking toward the reception desk, you hear a scream that kind of like gets you looking around. It's a very large room, so it's very echoey. You can't quite tell uh, where the scream is coming from. But you'd suddenly notice like a almost like a rotten smell of death. That just kind of like hits you almost like a brick in the face. Okay. Is there anybody at the reception desk? Yes, but now you see them looking around as well. So the scream even catches them off guard? Yes. Okay. But not the smell. The smell is par for the course for this place? Mm, judging by the way it looks, probably not. Because it looks clean. Yeah. It looks very sanitary. Yeah, it seems very sterile. You see a panicked man sprinting toward you, and he's rushing for the door. And he is running... From a pack of people. And as they're coming toward into your view, so you see this guy running towards you like, oh shit, here we go. Around the corner comes this mob of people. And they have not mutations, but leaking lesions, uh, burst pustules on their body. Maybe their arms are like enlarged with like fluid draining out of them and they're shambling there's like a black ooze coming out of their mouths their eyes are all grayed out and 
by your count, there's about 26 of them. 26. Coming toward the reception desk and ultimately you. As they're approaching you, I would say uh, the regular people in the waiting room or people that are just milling about the hospital start to panic. So before we start this, what do you think your complication is? Damn it, I shifted. Well, I would say the shift is the smell. Okay. All right, so the shift is the smell. And inside, it looks like this building is made of marble, so I can see it being very, like, echoey. Yeah. So maybe, initially, I don't notice the receptionist because I'm caught off guard by the smell and the screams that looking down the hall of where they're coming from is the last place I look based on this being almost like an echo chamber. So I'm looking more to my left going, what the fuck is that smell and where is that scream coming from? Not realizing that it's actually coming from, okay. let's say, like around the corner on the right. right. So see. it'll catch me off guard when this guy comes. So I'll be more, instead of being prepared for it, I'll be more kind of like, you know, caught off guard. All right. So originally they were 18 meters away. Now they are 15 meters away. So they had the first action. Uh, and I would say because of that, they end up attacking. Two other people. And now you watch as they attack, like kind of like this mob. One of them reaches out and grabs one of them and pulls them into this pack. And some of the pack becomes almost like frenzied. Uh, and these two people, within moments, kind of stand up and you notice that their eyes are starting to cloud over. And now there's 28 Hold on, they like consume these two people and now... So this is almost like what we would equate to like zombies. Yes. And I would say there are 10 civilians remaining. Okay, so the potential for there to be 38 of them. Okay. So again, I, I think we've covered this before. Bannon's melt a gun is on a sling. The gun is kind of draped across his uh, across his chest. So he reaches down and, and grabs the grip and starts to ready the gun and just shouts to Grell. Just he calls out his name. Like, Grell? And Bannon just takes a stance towards these guys. Because I take it we're still close to the entrance door. Yeah. I would say you're like in between the entrance door, like half equidistant from the reception desk to the door. Uh, so I would say 10 meters to the desk, 10 meters to the door. And how far from these guys? 15 meters. Okay. Right, I'm going to fire into the group. All right, so the starting DN is going to be three. And I'm not going to do the math. However... No, 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 add it up. I want to see when we get to <laughs> 28 of them. Because what is it, two plus each one in a mob? Three. So it's three, six, nine. And so on and so forth. Yes. 
You have two points of wrath, correct? Uh, let's double check what I got. You start the session with two points of wrath. Yep. And then glory resets, right? Correct. Right. At a total of six. What? What's that? You can you can accrue up to six glory. Right, right. Yeah, I, I ended the last session with five like an idiot and never used it. Yeah, you have to get better at using these. Yeah. Well, I mean, luckily, luckily I've been pretty good. But of course, I just fucked myself now by saying that. So, why not? <laughs> All right, let's see. So, I five. So the, my plan is, my movement is what, six? Let me see. Five. Um, he's going to shoot and then start to form like a like a tactical retreat back to the, uh, the door that he came in. Okay. All right. Because I, I almost view it like it's almost like... Uh, he sees this at the last second, and now it's like fucking panic. So he grabs the fucking gun, shouts out to Grell. He's going to squeeze off a couple of rounds and then start to like backpedal towards the door. I have one success. All right. Uh, so with one wound, we don't need to roll damage because your base damage is above their resilience. Okay. So you take out one, Grell takes out one. Okay. Uh, and you're going to move five meters back towards the door. So as long as they don't... Now, granted, I could see this being, like, it's not in a straight line from them. So I'm sure I'm not moving five meters away from them. I'm kind of moving five meters right. on an angle. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So that puts them still at 15 meters from you. Okay. I'm sorry. They have one less movement speed than you. 16 meters. Obviously, they're not armed. When they when 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 they got the two civilians that were in that hallway, what, what did they do? They like were eating them. You can't tell. They one of them kind of reached out and just pulled it into the the mob. Oh, okay. So and like it was the kind middle. of like a like a frenzy. So you can't really exactly see what happened. And then it stops, and the people that were pulled in, I can kind of see that they're now part of this group. Right. Okay. All right. So again, I'm going to uh, fire another volley. Okay. All right, so I have six successes, so that just hits one. No, it hits two. I'm sorry. I have five successes. Okay. That's right. Grell also kills one. Give me a 1d3. One. All right, so they grab one of the other civilians in the same manner. And now there are 26 remaining. There was 25 from uh, from the one that you killed. They grab one, bring it in, and you see him rise again. Okay. Are there other people? Like, what are the civilians doing? Are they, like, sitting in shock? or Some of them are just kind of like, uh. Just frozen. Because right now we've gone through six seconds. So some people are just like, what? Kind of looking around. Some people are running. Like, the receptionist, for example, is just standing behind her desk in just awe of what's happening. Right. Some people are closer to you. Some people are closer to them. Some people are trying to run into rooms and grabbing doors and seeing what's locked and what's open. Okay. So after shooting the second volley and using my movement, I should pretty much be at the door. Right? It was like 10, I was like about 10 meters If in. you move back again, yeah, 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 you'll be pretty much at the door. Okay. Uh, anybody who I see just sitting there, Bannon will just shout out, Run! Okay. And now... 
And again, they're about, we'll call it 14 meters from you. And you're at the threshold of the door. Four successes and a complication. I would only have it this way. Give me a 66. 36. Yeah, thank you. Weapon jam. Strength test of three to unjam it. Oh, good. So weak. Uh, and you got how many successes? Three. All right. Uh, yeah, I believe it was three. Okay. I think enough to hit one. Give me just one wrath dice by itself. A two. So Grell takes out two in addition to your one. Okay. So that brings you down to 23. Now, do you move outside or... Yeah, so here's my thing. I see that, like, every single time I back up, like, I'm basically keeping the same distance. So up until I feel like I'm in... Which I think I could probably get, like, one more volley off or maybe two and then a movement. Um, So basically this round, I'm going to fire and then hold my ground. Okay. And then the next round, well, we'll get to that. So, yeah, I'm going to hang out by the door with Grell. I'm kind of... Figuring Grell is much bigger than me, I kind of take a knee, so he could shoot over me without any problems. Um, I will. Uh, now I will remind you: you can use salvo to add dice to your attack. Correct. Um, what I'm going to do is let go of the melted gun, just fa- you know, falls to my my body off of the sling, and then I draw my bolt gun and. Yeah, I'm going to fire. I'm going to fire with the bolt gun. Four successes. And Grell takes out one. Should have a 21. Give me one D3. One. And they grab one more civilian fucking stupid civilians and they're back up to 22 give me an awareness test difficulty one is this an auspex awareness test or just a base uh yeah that's fine you can use auspex i pass okay uh you hear shouting and gunfire from inside. If you were to look kind of past the mob, you see four hospital security officers flanking these uh, these things, and they take out two of them while they enter. So we're down to 20. Okay. Uh, any complications for the rest of this encounter, unless you move position, you'll miss these things and hit one of the security guards. And that was my next question. Like, are they in my line of fire? They're on the. They're basically on the opposite side of you. Okay. All right, I will. Uh, <clears throat> now, w- did they move closer towards me, or they're starting to split their efforts now? Okay, because now I would imagine at this point they're kind of like in the middle of the room. Oh no, 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 no! When I bump my elbow on the table, it like 
since my notebook was on the. Oh, never mind. I got it. Okay. All right. So obviously, I'm gonna fire into the uh, into the group that's closer towards uh, closer to me and Grow. Okay. Four successes. Grell takes out one. That brings us down to 18. And the security force takes out one. That brings us to 17. Okay. And they are about 10 meters away from you now. Okay. All right. So this round, I'm going to fire, and then I'm shutting the door. There's no doors. It's just an opening, like an entryway. Oh, so to get into this building, there's no actual... Right, it's just like an archway that you walk through. Oh. Okay. All right, well then, this round, I will fire and then start to move back. Because I can imagine, since it was kind of around the corner, that as I move back, it's going to start to draw them out. And at least we'll be in, I guess, more open ground. Right. Open area. Three successes. Give me one. Give me a wrath dice. A one. All right. So you take out one. Grell takes out two. Security services take out one. Give me one d three. Two. And two more civilians are caught up in this mess. Fucking civilians are so stupid. They're back up to 16. So now we're kind of like out in the open a little bit. Uh, and now that you're kind of out in the open, they're starting to lose interest in you. They're starting to turn their attention on the security officers and the rest of the civilians that are like trapped inside of this place. Okay. All right. So if that's the case, I'm going to just keep taking pop shots from the outside to... Okay. I'm trying to think. If we add all the gameplay up that we've done so far, does it last longer than Pamela Anderson's marriage? No. No. We're going to get to that point, though. Uh, well, right, because there's two metrics I guess you could use. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Real time or awake time. Real? I'm sorry? Like the time that they're awake. When you're sleeping, it doesn't really count because you're sleeping. Right, right. So in real time... Oh, I see what you're saying. 24 hours a day times 12. No, nah, there's no way. No, nah, not even close. Well, maybe close. I don't think it's uh, it exceeds it. But if we just do awake hours... Then we're getting there. Then we're getting there. Yeah. I think... I think we should celebrate the day that, that hour-wise, 24 hours times 12 days, right? Which is what about two hundred and eighty-eight hours, off the top of my head. Um, How'd you do that so fast? Uh, I did real math as a kid, not this stupid shit that uh, they're teaching the kids these yes. days. With like carry the four, multiply the nine, then look at addition it as, by subtraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you view it as apples times oranges. Five on the apples. Yes, please. Five on the apples. Uh, anyway, dude, failed marriages. Okay, whatever shit happens, but twelve days later, just to get your debts paid, that's pretty fucking low. That's pretty low. I have a problem with that. Almost as big of a problem that I have with this fucking cloud hopper tobacco. Which one do you like least? The King Stride. 
Wow. The Cloud Hopper is actually, which is funny because the Cloud Hopper is the one that smells like shit. It's the one that smells like manure. 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 You know? The other one smells nice. It smells like a, you know, like a, like Sweet. a sweeter Virginia, yeah. and it's just garbage. So my recommendation- Sweet Virginia. Doodly do. <laughs> I don't even, is that a song? I don't think so. Good, good, good. You're a fucking songwriter <laughs> now. Uh, my recommendation, uh, thanks, um, Michael and Clyde. My recommendation, monkey shoulder with some penny farthing, if you've got it. Or monkey shoulder with pirate cake. Delicious. Oh, that's another good one. Yeah, that's a good combo. Okay. All right. Very good. So that's all we got today. All right. So to uh, Pamela Anderson. Get rid of the hep and then we'll talk. To Kenny Loggins. Uh, No one to hold him. No one to fold him. That's who married her, right? No, it's Kenny Rogers. My bad. No, this John Peters, I think, is... Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, he also should know when to hold him and know when to fold him, but he's not the one... Know when to walk away. <laughs> Definitely know when to walk away. To, uh... God. To Bushka. Dude, you punched a fucking bird in the face. Wait till I tell you what I did with its feathers. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, next show. <laughs> not me. I didn't do it. It was my idea. Okay, okay. Does that have to do with a cat? Yeah. Oh, kind yeah. Sex. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> Two dice. And pipes.